If you have a Bible with you, you might like to turn to Psalm 91. We're going to look at that in a moment or two. Psalm 91. I'm not going to speak for, for too long tonight, so... Well, this morning, you, you, you might be here tonight, you weren't with us this morning, at Long Eaton School, we had a, a guest service the first Sunday of the month as our guest service. We had a lovely time, it was a great time. And then afterwards, there was a picnic uh, in the grounds at Long Eaton School, and we did like a sports day, and it was just great fun. And um, Matt Sanders' claim to fame is that he won the welly wanging competition with, with a little pink welly of... Um, <laughs> One of my daughters when they were a bit younger. So Matt, you did that. And um, my, my claim to fame is that after being humiliated by Richard Dawson <laughs> during the service, because I'm a, bit, I'm a bit competitive at playing a game called Risk, which is true. Everything he said about me was absolutely true. I can't deny that. But, um, and then Richard sharing about it's about competing in the race and it's not the winning and all that sort of stuff. And then Richard Dawson... Um, chooses to cheat absolutely true after him speaking all of this stuff to us um, he may have been inspired by me actually I'm not sure but in the egg and spoon in the egg and spoon race or the, the, the potato and spoon race he held of all the, he held the potato in the spoon but do you know what happened I came first and I beat him. (laughs) Oh, Mr. Competitive that I am. After all the stuff that he said about me. It's absolutely true. It was good fun. It was a good fun morning. And um, it was was good. And, you know, what Richard was sharing about how we um, compete in the games. It's not also running in a way as such as to win the prize. Paul says, run in such a way as to win the prize and how we live our lives and live in our community and, and the race. that we're, it, it was great. So that was what we were sharing and that, that was good this morning. So tonight, Psalm 91, if you have your Bible with you, that'd be fantastic. During our prayer time tonight, prior to the meeting, I, I had a message all planned and everything packed, signed and sealed, all written out, raring to go. And during our prayer time, I just completely changed so I'm just really going to share something something more on my heart this isn't a um as it were it's 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 not not prepared in that way so I sort of wear my heart on my sleeve a bit but it came out of our prayer time and uh, the lovely sense of peace that we had as we were all praying together and um Louise uh, sharing out of that feeling that how God was going to just touch our hearts and has been touching our hearts in the worship tonight which has I think been something and um in that place of um, worship and prayer prior to the meeting, I felt a real sense of the peace of God. And I just want to talk about that um, for a moment or two. So turn with me to Psalm 91 and um, verse 1. It goes like this, reading from the NIV. It reads, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Amazing words. Verse 1 and 2. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. And um, I suppose I have a bit of trepidation because I'm a bit more of a sort of like a, 
I would be prepared, a prepared te- Bible teaching style, and I haven't sort of, as it were, prepared necessarily in the sense of, I just feel this is a verse that's laid upon my heart that came while we were praying together and from out of our worship. So I'm just going to go with that just for a moment or two. So it won't be a, a teaching as such, although there'll be something in it, I hope and pray. It says, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Do you notice that? Where we dwell, if we can dwell in God, we will then find rest in God. And so the connection there is dwelling and resting. And it's at that that I just want to just lay hold of just for a couple of moments. That where we find our dwelling will be the place that we can also find our resting. And that's what this passage um, speaks about. To dwell in the shelter of the Most High. The word dwell there means something in Eastern culture. They would have understood the idea of this dwelling because they would have been um, nomadic style of people. Uh, the Psalms written in, at a time of, to a more nomadic people. So if you think of something like today of um, the Bedouin tribes of the sort of Arabian deserts, um, Eastern culture would have been something like that. And the Israelite people, the people of the Old Testament, initially were a culture of people that were always on the move. So they would be pitching tent and then putting up tent and staying for a number of months and staying for a while. And to dwell is to pitch your tent. It literally means this. Pitch your tent, abide, stay put, make this your home. That's what it literally means. It's interesting, that word there. And it's linked with resting. And before we find rest, we have to find a place to dwell. Interestingly there, it literally means this. So this is what the psalmist, the psalmist is saying this. He who upsticks, takes your tent, and anyone that's been infused, you know what it's like when you've been camping, you take your tent and you pitch it where God is. You find where God is and you abide, dwell, stay there, stay in that place. Find that place where God is and stay, dwell, abide, stay there. And to do that, you have to make room. You've got to make, find the room. And so it says something in our lives of making space for God. He who dwells, he and she who makes space for God. If you make space for God, it's a simple, you don't have to work hard. We don't have to do lots of things. You don't have to read and do and be and do all sorts of stuff. All you have to do in your life and my life is this. Just find space for God. Wow, that's amazing. There's not a big list of to-dos what you've got to tick off as a Christian that I must do, I must be, I've got to be. God, all he wants, you and I, is he just wants you to be with him. And so the psalmist says there, he who dwells, he who upsticks, puts camp, makes space, clears a space, and stays and abides and rests and doesn't move on, doesn't rush away, doesn't try and do our own thing, rush away, do this and do that, but stay and be where God is. So it means that we need to make space for God in our hearts, in our lives, with our time, with who we are. Give God place, give God space, make a place for him and rest and be in a place where he is. Now it's interesting. And what went through my mind is this. In the book of Genesis, chapter 13, you don't don't have to turn to it if you don't want to, but you can if you'd like to. Um, It's interesting how two people, 
make space to put their camp their lives. And where they camp their lives and encamp their lives, it will determine your future. Look at this with me. Because this is important. So this is where you dwell. Where you dwell, the space and place you give to whatever in your life will determine your future. Look at this. It's Abraham and Lot. And it's in Genesis chapter 13. Now, time is... Uh, Maybe not permitting, but the story there is this, that Abraham and um, Lot um, both became uh, very wealthy. And it says in verse 30, uh, chapter 13, verse 1 of Genesis, Abraham went um, from Egypt to the Negev with his wife and everything he had, and Lot went with him. Um, Abraham had become very wealthy in livestock and in silver and gold. And from the Negev, he went to, uh, to a place, from place to place until he came to Bethel. Uh, to a place between Bethel and Ai where his tent had been earlier and where he had first built an altar. There Abram called on the name of the Lord. Now Lot, who was moving about with Abram, also had flocks and herds and tents, but the land could not support them while they stayed together. And what happened is they began to quarrel and their servants of each party quarreled because both of these families began to grow and become wealthy. Now, if you read the story a bit further... It says, so Abraham says in, in, in verse 8, Abraham said to Lot, let's not have any more quarreling between you and me or between our herdsmen and your herdsmen and mine. It's not the whole land before you. Let's part company. And if you go to the left, I'll go to the right. And if you go to the right, I'll go to the left. Now it says in verse 10, Lot looked up and saw that the whole plain of the Jordan was well watered like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt towards Zoar. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. The plain of Jordan had the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, there you see. So Lot chose for himself the whole plain of the Jordan and set out towards the east. The two men parted company. Abram lived in the land of Canaan, while Lot lived among the cities of the plain and pitched his tents near Sodom. Now the men of Sodom were wicked and were sinning greatly against the Lord. Interesting there. What you find there, where you dwell, where you pitch your tent... And what Abraham and Lot did was they parted company. And Lot looked, and with the eyes, his human eyes, saw that the plain was well watered, had some amazing cities, and thought, I'll grab the good space, and got there. And so Abraham said, well, I'll go where God leads me to go. And he went to the place, he stayed in Canaan, and he, and he was blessed. Abraham stayed and dwelt in the place where God was, it says that Abraham is blessed. Lot looked up with his eyes and dwelt in the place that he thought was right in his own eyes. And it said that where he dwelt in the plains, near the cities, eventually, you read a bit further on in that story, and Lot and his family, all but Lot, were consumed in the evil cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Where you dwell, where you encamp, where you put your roots down is so important as a Christian, this is why it says, he who dwells in the shelter of God, the Most High. It's important to know, to make space for God. In our lives, we can look up in life and see lots of things that we should do and shouldn't do. What I should do, where I should go. I can make decisions in my own strength. I can look up like Lot and think, I'll go here, I'll go there. I'll spend this, I'll do that. And God has given us free will. But it's not what we see with our own eyes. 
Be very careful that we find the place where God is in our lives and in our hearts. And that we encamp our lives. It says, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High. Where you dwell is incredibly important. And so with your life and your work and our marriage and our family and our home. It's college and school. Where I dwell, where I put my resting place, where I entrust my whole heart to, is so incredibly important because it will determine your future. Just as it did with Lot and Abraham. When, when Lot encamped where he thought looked good and pleasing to the eye, wasn't the place of God necessarily for him, but he went there. And so he was led astray by the cities. He camped near the cities. Eventually the cities encroached upon his life. And so God is calling you and calling me to make space for him. Make room for God. To get ready. To be near. To dwell. To encamp. Make your place. Look for where God is. Where is God? Look for God in your life, in your marriage, in our home, at work. Where are you, Lord? And encamp and dwell with your life there. It says, he who dwells. In the place where God is, it's so important to know where to dwell and give our hearts and lives to God, isn't it? And even as Christians have been going a while, but it's as simple as that. There's no big long tick, tick, tick list and to do. God just wants us to be with him. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest, it says, in the shadow of the Almighty. Rest. You know, it's that time of the year now. I don't know about you. You may have had your holidays. I'm looking forward to mine. I am looking forward to my holidays, let me, t- let me tell you. But I know that when I go on holiday, I take with me many things that are on my mind right now. I can't tell you, I have many things that are upon my mind and upon my heart right now. In our life and for church and for the future and, in, and this and that and our people's lives and there's people I think about and in our church and, I, and pray for, etc. And I know that when I go on holiday, initially I take a lot of that with me and it takes me a little while to just... Sort of rest. But isn't it great where you find God? If you want to find true rest, the Bible says, it's good. We need our holidays. And I know that I'm going to have a rest. I'm looking forward to my rest. But let me tell you this. It doesn't matter where you go or what you do. You can find a degree of rest. But there's something about finding the place and space where God is. And making room for God in your heart and life. And being where he is. There's something about knowing the presence of God. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Anyone that's laden, if you're anxious, if you're burdened down, if you're a bit worried about anything, if you feel it's a bit of a heavy load, life's a bit too much, come to me. He says, my burden, it's light, I can, it fits well, I will lift it with you and for you. There's something powerful. It says in the book of Philippians, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. There's something about the presence of God, where God is, where if you can get to the place where God is, open up your heart and just say, Lord, I want to be where you are. I'm going to give you my life. I'm going to open, make space in my heart. I'm going to say, Lord, I need you. I'm here for you. I'm going to just encamp where you are. Simple as that. It's all God wants. There's something about what we call the peace of God. So out of the presence of God comes his hand, his love and his heart for your life and my life. As we were praying, an amazing sense of God's peace gripped my heart. There's one, I have a number of things that are on my mind that, that, that sometimes can really uh, you know, get to the heart at times. And there is a, there is a place of, I call it, there's a, there is a place of invincibility. There's a place where you won't be touched 
as it were. Even in the, the place of God's love, the heart of God's love, the place of God's heartbeat, the peace of God, it says, which transcends. It means it's not logical. You can't understand it. Have you ever met somebody that says, I've met some people over the years, and um, they've been through maybe tragic circumstance, difficult times, and, and they'll say, I don't know what it is. Life's not good at the moment, but all I can say is, I can't describe why or how, but I feel something, I'm at peace with something. That's the peace of God. It's not logical, it, can't, it transcends, it's above our human under, ability to understand or apprehend or lay hold of. But there's something of the hand and heartbeat of God and the love of God that guards your heart and mind. And so tonight, if we will abide, rest, stay, dwell if we will up and camp and find the place where God is and say, God, I need you in my marriage, my home, my family, our church, my life. If you can do that tonight, and all God says, just give me space. So you say, Lord, my heart's open. I've got many things swimming around in my mind, but I'm going to dwell. Then this is amazing thing will begin to happen. It says, the, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest, you will find rest. You will find a sense of transcending peace that guards the heart. It's as if the weight of the world comes off your shoulder. Ever heard that? When the weight of the world comes off your shoulders. It's out of the presence of God. And so tonight, you know, so I feel tonight that some of us maybe are anxious, concerned. So let's pray. Should we just pray together for a moment? I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress my God, in whom I trust. Heavenly Father, you see our hearts tonight, and we make them wide open. And we say that you are so incredibly welcome. Holy Spirit, we just want to be, and I just want to be where you are. And so I seek to dwell in you. Open my heart to you. I'm going to make space for you, Father. If I've rushed around, if I've had my own agenda, even had my own plans, I'm going to make space for your plans and your agenda and your direction. I'm going to dwell in you. And then, Lord, we embrace your sense of rest. I pray that your peace will come and guard our hearts and come upon people's hearts and minds right now. Marriages, livelihoods, future, homes, decisions that we're seeking to make. A sense of your rest, incredible rest that comes out of dwelling in the place where you are. Would you just come, Holy Spirit, upon this place where we gather right now. You know, while our eyes are closed, I just want to just say to people, and we're not going to just keep this going, but just while our eyes are closed, just for a moment, you may be in a place, and don't be like Lot. Don't look up and go your own way. I encourage you, and I encourage myself. Don't look up with our human eyes and go our own way, because Lot encamped in a place that he thought looked good. But open your eyes like Abraham and say, where are you, God? Where are you, God? And Lord, tonight we, we're like that. We say, where are you, Lord? We look to you and we give our hearts to you.
And we want to be in that place where you are, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. I wonder if the if worship team, if, if, the, if guys, you could come back and we're just going to just maybe sing together as we close. I know, I've sprung that on you. I'm sorry about that. It's just good for us to... And let's just sing that and open up our arms wide. You know that, the song that we were singing earlier, with arms wide open. We abandon our hearts to the hands of a loving God. We give our hearts to, into the hands of a loving God. And, you know, as we sing this, we're just going to open up our, 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 our hearts and, you know, open up our lives. Should we just stand together? And, you know, we just want to pray tonight. We're going to we're, we're coming to a close in the next few moments. But we just want to pray. We want to pray for anyone if you are worried and anxious. And I don't mean just we all get worried from time to time. And that's, you know, but I'm saying overtly, like, really anxious or depressed. We just want to really pray the peace of God that you might dwell in the place where God is. That's our, that's our desire and our prayer for you tonight. So if you feel that's you, then as we just, we're going to just worship and sing for a moment or two, then if that's you, and I'm talking about if you are, you know, gripped with anxiety or worry or depression or, or you're feeling down or whatever it might be, you know, no one's going to be looking at you, but we just want to pray that you might find that dwelling place of peace and the presence of God. And that's our desire for you tonight. So we're just going to worship together. And then at some stage, just going to say, come forward and we'll pray and bless and pray with you.